I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson, and joining me from the satellite office in scenic Hamilton, Ontario, it's your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. Hello! <laughs> we don't have to use Skype anymore. No, so there's no wind tunnel, no weird gaps, no um, robotic, like, muffled screeching in the background occasionally. Not, not sound like a robot dying. Yeah. This is just straight Lucky up. you guys. This is just straight up phones, y'all. Phones yeah. plugged into the uh, plugged into the board because we have a board now. This is episode 192. If you would like to go back and listen to our other Skype episodes, I think there's three or four of them. None of them are good. <laughs> we hate all of them. But if you want to check yep. them out for yourselves, you can go to SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. That is where the show lives or wherever you get your audio content. Search Geek Down Podcast. Hit subscribe, and from henceforth, your man's Chauncey Frostilicus III will deliver those episodes directly to your device. That is all you have to do. If you would like to get at us for any reason, see what we've been doing, see how we've been getting along this very strange time, which I'm sure we'll talk about a lot in a moment, primarily Twitter at GeekDownPod. Get Twitter. Ooh, I dinged my coffee cup. Ding! I heard that. It's, very... it's like a drop, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put the drops in post after I think I'm just going to go back and listen to the episode and just punch drops in wherever I feel like it. Um, yes. so I mean, that'll be, that'll be a surprise for both of us. Um, wow. but yes, Twitter is where I've been spending a lot of time or my own personal Instagram story. Um, cause I have nothing to do again. We will talk about it, but yeah, uh, at geek down pod, send us an email, geekdownpod at gmail.com. The Facebook is there, I guess. I use it just to check up to see how my parents are getting along. But if you want to get at us, you can oh, do... Oh, that's good. Yeah. You can do that at... www. Dot. Geek down. <laughs> no. No. Facebook. Dot. Com. Forward slash. Geek down pod. There you go. It's hard, when it. it's hard when we're not looking at each other. It is so hard. So hard. If you would like to support this... Endeavor financially, don't keep your money. Life is too uncertain. <laughs> Seriously. Like, thank you for all the support in the past, but these are uncertain times. You don't know what kind of measures you're going to need to take. So, patrons, uh, to that end, we, like Kate said, we thank you for your support. Uh, we are actually going to suspend the Patreon for the moment. Um, no one knows better than us that every dollar counts right now. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play it by ear from month to month. When we start it up again, we will let you know. But uh, in the short term... Uh, the Geek Down Patreon will be uh, suspended. Uh, I'll still do things for it. You got a playlist this week. Just some uh, music to quarantine by. Um, <laughs> little chill tunes to play in the background while you do whatever you're doing to stay sane. And uh, yeah, I'll probably, as I get bored, I will throw other things on there. But uh, as far as taking dollars out of your pocket, we will always take them. I mean... Kofi.com slash GeekDownPod is there as well if you're feeling if you're feeling generous and we will and always do appreciate it, but we get it. It's a weird time. We totally get it. How are you navigating this weird time, Caitlin McKenna? Um, I think I'm doing okay. I mean, 
as the joke has been floating around the internet, all you know, the introverts are rejoicing because their life hasn't changed much. <laughs> um, and now they have even fewer like asks of them. You know, we don't have to, <laughs> right? a lot to, of us. to go to work. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like I mean, I I'm working from home, which I actually hate. A lot of people do, yeah. Um, I just find it distracting. I'm not as productive. I don't like not having that sort of threshold of this is work. This is I'm doing this work and then coming home from work. Um, And it's also the busiest time of year. And I've sort of found out recently that I think where I work is still going to be doing the the same end of fiscal, which is March March 31st. So we're having to do all these things where, you know, we're reaching out to the, some of the companies we work with. We don't know if they're there or not. Right. Like, we don't know who is shut down. We don't know who's still going. Um, it's very strange. We're not getting any physical mail. Um, oh, really? We're, you know, yeah. So it, it's just, it's very strange trying to figure out how we're going to do this all while we also try and figure out how long this is going to go on for. Um, you know, I've heard different ideas of what this might look like. Um, so, yeah, and and what's interesting is because we um, – I work, as many people know, at a college. Um, our end of year is April for that semester. Right. Are we having a summer semester? That's a great question. Yeah, like, right. there's just so many unknowns. And I think that's the only thing that's causing any anxiety in my life right now or um, the various unknowns. Yeah, uh, on my end, and I mean, I ran down this on uh, on Twitter for the people. If you follow us there, again, at Geek Down Pod. It was um, kind of reaching a fever pitch internally at Major Canadian Retailer as things all around us were shutting down. And we didn't know what was going to happen with our company, were they going to shut down? How long were they going to shut down? Were they going to pay us? Um, they are. They've shut us down till March 27th. Um, whatever we were scheduled for, what we're getting paid for. I really wish I hadn't um, called on. <laughs> this came down on Tuesday. I wish I hadn't called on Monday to let my GM know that I was feeling really uncomfortable about taking transit that week. And right. she took me off the schedule for three days. So goodbye, money. Um, <laughs> womp, womp. Damn, so womp, womp. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that's the, um, everybody's really doing their part right now, but I do not have enough faith in humanity to think this is, this is going to hold Kate. Well, this is the other thing, right? They, again, they, they can't give us an exact, they can't give us a date when we're free. So we're basically just in a holding pattern. And I think, People are stupid and can get antsy. <laughs> oh, I like to think of the world as a better place, but I've I've seen it. Like I keep I keep looking outside because it's a gorgeous sunny day here in Toronto today, and I keep oh, I take my coffee cup again. I'm not allowed to. I have so much table right now, Caitlin. I don't know what's happening. Like I'm just so you like you should just you should put like pillows in where I usually sit. <laughs> I'm just like then... spread out right now. I'm just like, in the middle of the table, clinking my coffee mug. I got a notebook. Everything's just everywhere. Um, but yeah, normally there's like, when you look out the window, you'll see a steady stream of people going by the intersection near my building. And it's like, yeah, nobody has gone by in that time. <laughs> Still nobody. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's the same people. I, someone from 
Stuart, friend of the pod, and friend of my, my myself. <laughs> friend, um, friend of Kate, came, friend of the pod. Yeah. Um, came from uh, Toronto, drove to Hamilton for not to see me, but because they were there. They came and basically parked across the street, and we, like, waved at each other <laughs> through windows and, like, spoke on speakerphone. And I think a lot of people are doing that. I also think, weirdly, people are, like, finding other ways to be social besides, um, you know, because we can't do the dinner parties, we can't do the, the coffee meetups, we can't do any of that. Um, so I find that really interesting. Um, I'm trying personally to find ways to fill my time that doesn't involve a screen. Mm. Um, yes, still, you know, obviously, always watch a lot of TV and movies, um, video games, that kind of thing. But... Um, I'm like, we made a puzzle last night and hmm. it was actually Sh- sharp uptick in puzzle activity lately. It seems like yeah. I see a lot of people out there doing puzzles, puzzles. Um, we have a ton of board games we've never played. I have a pun board game. I have a pun board game that I've never played. What is wrong this with is you? Ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what it says about me that, um, I really, with one half hour, aside from doing laundry at the laundromat on Sunday, last Sunday when things were still kind of up and we didn't know if the hammer was dropping or, right. and, uh, one quick jaunt to a local market, um, like a mom and pop type of jam, not a, uh, not a chain trying to avoid, you know, a huge mass of people just to get some, uh, essentials. You know, I bought kimchi, which I never do, but it was just there and it was reasonably priced. And I put it on my rice last night and Kate, it was like the best decision I ever made. Um, I was about to say that probably was fucking amazing. It was, it was amazing. I was like, why am I not buying kimchi all the time? Um, but yeah, aside from those two outings and just like to like get some Q-tips and some <laughs> and like stretch my legs because I hadn't left the house in like five days. I have not left the, left the house in five days. And I don't know what it says about me that I really have not been that bored, Kate. <laughs> What a twist. I, I just think it's I like I so I obviously have housemates I've talked about them before and they asked how I was doing and I said this is a dream come true um besides I like I can work from home fine it's not my favorite thing but I can do it fine um but there's also I don't have to engage with people as much right um and that to me is is a dream come true. And they're like, oh, good. We thought it was just us. <laughs> we're glad we're not the only weirdos. Kate, and, you know, the joke is, you know, introverts unite. We can we can do this. We like doing this. Um, and, you know, the joke that, you know, when you find out how you were living your life is, you know, called quarantine. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Kate, Kate I'm more worried. Better suited it. I'm more worried about my life having to go back at this point. <laughs> Well, I don't know. No, no, you know what? After though, after a month of this, we'll see. We'll see how we'll take the temperature then. Yeah, we'll take the temperature again. But I don't know. There's a lot of things. I got a lot of goals in Grand Theft Auto left to left to tick off. Though I have been more like cognizant of the fact that I'm not moving around. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, senior correspondent Chris and I went for a lovely nature walk today. And it must be, I mean, it is also absolutely stunning here today in Hamilton. Mm. Still pretty chilly. Um, it is, you know, uh, March, so it, things don't really warm up until, like, June. <laughs> um, but we there were tons of people out. We 
every time they we cross people in our path, we would like move <laughs> to the side six six feet apart, six feet apart. Um, but it was still there was tons of people because I think people are are realizing you know you can't you really can't just sit there for five days except for Jordan. Jordan apparently can. <laughs> I didn't like stand here for I I, I, I <laughs> listen. I don't have to work right now, which is like kind of weird. I've never had this much time. Normally if I had this much time, I was at my parents' house, right? Like I was. Right, right. And that's a whole different vibe, right? But this is legit like cuz I can't do everything I want to do at my parents' house, you know, they don't have all my stuff like <laughs> But like here, I can be like, "Hey, you know what? What was it yesterday? It was a uh, playing out records that I have not listened to since I got a new turntable." That's right. that's what it's been. It's been like because I'm doing my dishes and washing my hands like 15 times a day and cleaning up. So I just put on this new side of a record that I haven't played out on this turntable. And been like, damn, that's a good ass record. I know why I bought that. Cool or like, like we will get in detail to like my GTA regiment, but like, okay. but I do think, um, like I don't have to work, but maintaining those levels of like trying to get some sort of normalcy, like, you know, showering or like, <laughs> You know, like I shaved today before recording. Have no reason to, but it was just you know it was time. <laughs> it was time yeah. to have a long shower, have a shave. I didn't have time to do and, my head, but like you know, just trim your beard, shave your face. Hopefully, I'm gonna wake up. Either way, I'm either gonna get up early to like get a little laundry done, maybe my bedding at the. Uh, but again, I shower before I go to bed every night, so I mean, how much, how vi- how virus laden are my linens? I don't know. Um. Not at all, because you'd already be sick. Probably. And that's that's the other thing. We all have our paranoia right now, right? Like, because, well, the day I called in to, I'm just going to abbreviate it. It's not my chemical romance. It's major Canadian retailer. Uh, the day I called into MCR to <laughs> let them know and had the chat with my GM that, like, you know, I don't really feel good about this. This just not, we, we should not be open. I don't know why we're open. And that, that was the fever pitch. It was just people being like, why are we open? Like... You know, when Apple was the first one out the gate being like, we're closing every store and paying everybody for like, you know, that much money. The MCR is not Apple. Like, they're going to have to try and figure out a way. And to their credit, you know, I will, you know, like I said on Twitter, we make fun of Major Canadian Retailer because they Major Canadian Retailer. But when Dougie Dougie Ford, the uh, provincial premier, came out last week and all of his, like, stuff was about job protections – like we're gonna pass this law that says you can't get fired, your job will be protected, and they everybody was like patting themselves on the back about what a great job they were doing protecting jobs. I was like, it never occurred to me that I could lose my job for this, right? Because that's just not the culture of MCR, right? It would never occur to me that I would lose my job. And calling my GM right. to be like, hey, this don't feel right, boss. Like I don't think we should be doing this. And her being like, there's no wrong response to this, like. We're all flying blind, so, you know, I'll take you off the schedule for, you know, a few days. We'll see what has happened by Thursday. And then by Thursday, they had, you know, done what some would say was the right thing. You know, they shut it down. We will see where we're at by April. Um, So, the day I called in to my GM to be like, you know, I don't feel good about this and I wasn't going to come in, my co-lead woke up. With a sore throat. Oh, God. Oh, God. Probably right. not. Probably nothing. And they weren't going to, uh, he said they weren't going to immediately giving him, you know, the full two weeks, but 
you know, they were just going to see what it was because it's also spring and the, you know, the temperature is changing and I usually get a cold. Yep. You know, I, I live alone and don't talk to people very much. My throat will probably hurt when this podcast is over. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like, oh my God, <laughs> I've got the COVID. Um, <laughs> I've got the Rone. I've got the Ronies. Um, I saw somebody call, <laughs> there's a tweet. It's like somebody called the coronavirus, the Rony. <laughs> I can't, and I have not gotten over it yet. Um, so yeah, or like, you know, I got out of the shower. I was like, I feel a little warm. Like, back of my hand to my forehead. And I was like, I feel, am I warm? Yeah, dumbass, you stepped out of the shower. Like, that's why you feel warm. Well, and again, like I said, I if I get it, that's fine. I mean, hopefully nothing will happen. Probably won't. I'm relatively healthy. It'll probably be a bad cough and a fever, but I don't want to be a vector of disease for someone who won't be okay. I don't want old man Phil to die because I'm just gallivanting around town. Will someone think of Phil? Phil and Marjorie and Betty. Gladys. I just, you know. Can you imagine if Jessica Fletcher had gotten coronavirus before she solved all those murders? Exactly. Been a wrap. Been a wrap for her. Uh, which, which, which I, we need to get to updates eventually because I need to talk about <laughs> some things. Well, I'm sure because we also took off uh, last week because I was supposed to be yes. uh, playing rock and roll, which did not happen, obviously. Um, yes. And that's what's funny, right? Because I guess we should let the people know everything that happened on other subjects. We're just taking it as a uh, as a given. Uh, yes, Japan got canceled, <laughs> obviously. Yes. Um, still waiting to see how much by way of refunds or insurance or what I will get. Cause basically it's like when entire industry is like collapsing, <laughs> your trip in April is not the primary concern. Like they're kind of going by order. Of de- they're kind of going by order of departure. <laughs> like Airbnb is like, literally everything is on fire. We will get to you fatty. <laughs> Damn son. Calm down. You're already canceled. You want to know if you're getting money? We'll, we'll talk later. Let's get through March first. That is heartbreaking. Half of you know, part of me had a mind that like, oh, maybe October. Um, but then that's if I am back to work. That's peak inbound. Who knows what that's going to look like? Who knows how much money I'll have if I'm like burning through, you know, my savings to survive? Which I made a haha joke about like <laughs> two weeks ago. But you never know. And that's that's another unknown, right? And I mean, you know, thank God I have it. It's the only thing that's, like, not keeping me from literally having my hair go white with panic attacks right now. Like, rent's going to come out next, or, you know, in a week and a half, rent's going to come out, and then, meh, okay. <laughs> don't don't care. Have the money. Have the, have about, if it comes to that, I have about, like, three or four months of runway to right. try and get through this, and hopefully, I'm going to be back. If work's open, I'm going to be there, but... Um, <laughs> You'll be like, I'll be there with the COVID. <laughs> right? Give, You're all getting COVID. Give me a fucking mask and some gloves. Like, I will be there. Um, but even then, talking to the fellas, and one of them was the first one out the gate being like, yo, should we cancel this? Like, th- things are getting a little rough out there. And I, I admit I was still like, it kind of seems like homies overreacting a little bit. And, I mean, again, keep the perspective. We're, it's not like you're going to step outside and you know, the cloud that turns people inside out is going to go by you and like, (laughs) you know, murder you where you stand. 
that is not what we're doing. We're trying to like keep the healthcare system from getting overwhelmed. Yeah. Not from you yourself, but from what damage you might leave in your wake as you encounter other people. Kate and I could both be, I mean, if you've been paying attention to this at all, y'all know this, but I mean, you know, Kate and I could be walking around with it right now. We may never know. Yeah. It may run through our system. We may have a weird cough for a couple of days and be like, damn, I wonder what that was about and never get tested. And all we kind of do is like keep to ourselves because we don't want, we don't want Phil ending up in a hospital bed when he doesn't need to be. Um, cool. So yeah, at the time I was like, you know, I might be kind of like overreacting, you know, Canada's not that bad, but you know, you look at the curve, it's shit's, shit's wild out there. Kate, what a time to be alive. I know. This is so weird. And now they're talking like, <laughs> bless them. I mean, it's weird. I Because obviously with, for a large part of between our last episode and now, you know, I was focused on like, you know, is Japan going to level off? Is Japan going to yeah. level off? Um, and I don't know because I stopped checking once I canceled everything. And then it was like, what the hell is happening here with work? You know, is my job going to shut down? Is my job going to pay me if it shuts down? What's going to happen there? And then I got resolution to that. So around like Wednesday, I just kind of like, and this can be your other sort of mental health break is like, you know, stay informed, but like, don't obsess over this. Like, Oh yeah, no, no, that's bad. Like, and I, I can fully admit I was like, I was like early, early last week. I was like, and shouts to the media outlets because I was bitching about this before. I may have even mentioned it to Kate in an offhanded comment last time she was here. But, like, at the time, like, I was furious that, like, the media, the media, I hate saying it like that because all, all the. You can call it the fifth estate if you want. All, 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 the, all the fake news people are like, <laughs> the media. The um, media. Ma. The fifth estate. I know you have to make a profit, but putting matters of public health behind a paywall seemed kind of shitty to me. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I think, I don't know if it was New York Times first that I saw, but, you know, the New York Times, Toronto Star, they've all put, you know, a good, like, 60% of this coverage um, made it free, free access. So I would be on that Toronto Star, like, kind of, like, time-stamped, kind of, like, brief feed, like, two or three times a day, just scrolling through, like, what happened in Italy? What's happening in Africa? What's happening? Oh, we're just all dying. We're all dying. This is it. This is what's happening. Take a pause go for a walk and yeah like once Wednesday hit and I these were not again I'm self-centered right but like once it wasn't affecting me that much <laughs> wow. yeah I was able to kind of shut that part of my brain off a bit and maintain a little not, not not maintain but regain a little sanity well I think that's important too though to make you know good decisions and have having a population healthy doesn't just mean physical health it also means mental health right Making good decisions, not panicking, not overburdening the social systems that we have in place. All of that is important. And as well, you know, embracing, I think Kate mentioned it earlier, you know, new ways to be social. I had a random, like, face, I never FaceTime really with anybody but my parents, but like, I had a random yeah. video chat with uh, Leah the Brazilian yesterday. Um, I, I have a date with Mr. Malash tonight. We're gonna we're gonna Lovely. video we're gonna Very video chat nice. maybe clean records in our own uh, individual spaces. Um, That's pretty cool. But yeah, there are you know you've seen the things about the the uh, the Chrome extension called Netflix Party or Netflix Watch Party. I'm so excited. I I don't know who I don't know when, <laughs> but like totally hit me up because 
I'm so excited to do it with somebody. So this is a Chrome extension that kind of syncs everybody to one Netflix account type of thing, or you, or syncs your individual Netflix accounts kind of together, right? I, something like that. But it basically, you can watch things at the same time. You watch things together. It opens a little private chat window, and you can all kind of like, you know, live watch something. There's been a lot of um, I ended up randomly watching a uh, a, a lot of bands are like Second Action, who we love, original theme song of the Geek Down. Um, I don't know if they kept them on there, but like has randomly been throwing up like the DVDs of their live shows on YouTube. Like that's cool. Like full, like three hour shows, like for free, just there. They stream them like they live stream them or like they broadcast them. And I don't know if they stay up there or not, but I caught, I've caught a couple of them. Um, Sal Kurokawa, who is a singer I love, she's done pretty frequent, um, cause all she needs is like herself and a piano. Right. So she's done right. pretty frequent little Insta lives. Um, Nagiko, who is a idol group I've talked about before, did a, I caught them randomly doing a, uh, I don't know if they, if it was a performance, it looked like it was in like a Knights of Columbus hall. Like <laughs> right. it was just like piano, drums and acoustic guitar. And they were just like yeah. <laughs> really poorly lit and they were singing, but then would like also like walk up to wherever, whoever's phone it was. <laughs> like they would like step off stage and walk up and look at the comments and then walk back to the stage and do their little two-step choreography. So, I mean, people are finding, people are finding ways and it's like, I don't know. It's, and the other thing that I've taken from this whole experience is just like, well, that's a real bad look for capitalism. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying it forever. And one of my crowning of ach- achievements is being called a pinko. But like, you know, who, who called you a pinko? It's, long story. I will tell it one day. But basically, I was arguing with a student. Um, not, you know, yelling. Actually having a... Um, you know, a debate right. with a student about, you know, government and what systems were the best. And I was saying there are all these issues, huge issues with capitalism and maybe not fully adult, adopting a socialist or communist system, but looking to different systems for better tools to help out, you know, the people in our communities. And we kept on going and he just, he sort of blew me off saying I was, you know, a crazy pinko. And it was like, yes, victory. You did it. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it's a terrible look for capitalism. You have a very good turn of phrase. I'm just stealing all your words. Um, and Because I every, think, everything shut down. Every, it's magic. And I, everyone, everyone was just able to stop. Like, yeah. Like all that stuff that we think matters so much. And like, again, this will not hold. Because it's too entrenched, but like everybody just stopped. We can't shut our business down. That's ridiculous. Well, you did. But I also think people are now becoming more and more aware of all of the things in our communities that are important that do, don't involve capitalism, like the rec center or the library or you know buses. <laughs> like <laughs> right. um, these are really, really important to have fulfilling lives. I think and not being able to access them easily makes us think about how lucky we are to have them. Yeah. It's just wild to me. I never thought in my lifetime I would see just, you know, the entire system that we live under just stop. Just collapse. I don't want to say collapse because it's kind of been like, you know, a voluntary withdrawal, but true. it's, it's like, Oh, everything we think 
is like entrenched is actually a construct that we, you know, willfully engage in. Also, there is definitely something to be said for people maybe becoming a little bit more aware about the place socialized medicine has. I have said so many times, thank fucking Christ, I'm Canadian. Like, Right? And the, the fact that, um, oh, her name is Katie, Katie Walker, Katie Watkins. Oh, I can't remember. But she's a house representative. She's kind of fantastic. Um, she's the one who basically demanded that they get an answer to whether Americans could get free coronavirus testing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and she the, just, like, the reporter? Or? No, no, no. She's She's... The House representative. So they were doing basically um, had the I can't remember what his title was, but it's something like the, the health general or something. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but basically, he is in charge of national health in the United States and basically kept on asking him about will there, they be able to do testing? People who haven't who don't have insurance shouldn't be left behind this is a national crisis you and was telling him you have the power to say that every american can get tested for free and he kept on trying to like wiggle around it and she's like can they get testing for free she just kept on asking and finally he was like you know what you're really good at this and he's like yeah everyone can get testing for free so that is uh representative katie porter Kate Porter, there we go. Katie Porter. And this is also, I believe, see... this is the law professor who I believe uh, held up to the like CEO of Wells Fargo what like a bank teller makes and yeah. her expenses, and was yeah, like, "How is she supposed to live? How she live?" <laughs> yeah, and and he just he would not. He just didn't even think of saying she should get a raise. She, we should pay like, her it, more. Yeah, it did not like it seemed to not even cross his mind. Oh God, no, no. no. Um, yeah, but she she's had tons of. Uh, stuff and I saw an interview with her, um, and she was saying how she's been reprimanded for bringing in uh, what they're what they're called something like dynamic displays. <laughs> she's like, it's a whiteboard, it's not like. But she's been reprimanded for for having these displays, having these whiteboards. Um, yeah, she's had other things as well while she while they're doing the interviewing. So yeah, anyways, she's if you want fun for you know. An hour. Go look up some of the, the time she's she's talked. Yeah, you'll get that story if you Google Katie Porter uh, coronavirus. You'll get that story of her yeah. getting the, uh, I think it was the CDC chair. I think you're right. I, I can't remember, but um, basically he has a lot of power, and one of them is to say that every, because it's a national emergency, everyone can get testing. Headline Whereas on CNN. In Canada, it wouldn't be a thing. We, of course, we can get testing. It's not even a question. Yeah, it's just it's um, a, it's access more than like cost, right? Like nobody's getting yeah. charged for this. It's just a matter of like, can you find somewhere to get it if you're displaying symptoms? And the question that a lot of um, I would say more right leaning journalists have, have said was, you know, what's the cost of this? And as a lot of people pointed out, why should that be the first question? Because can you put a cost in somebody's life? Well, is and that, that really what we're saying? I mean, again, another story of just, you know, women doing the damn thing. Um, yeah, I, w- I won't be able to find it, but I'm pretty sure it was a uh, 
it was Bernie was having a round table about it and basically, you know, with a couple of like, you know, state, uh, physicians, um, and one of these reporters is like, you know, how, how much is this going to cost? And one of them who was a woman, I cannot remember her name or find the story right now. This was a few weeks ago, basically looked at him and was like, that's the stupidest question. It was like, we go to wars all the time and never ask about how much it costs. But the second we talk about saving people's lives, now you care about it. Yeah. So, um, so again, like you said, thank goodness we live in Canada. Can't say it enough. I mean, it, it ain't perfect. And we will, we will never, never say otherwise. Oh, cause yeah, <laughs> did I tell you about my, my trip to the no frills right before this really blew up? No. <laughs> again, thank God we live in Canada, but don't let Canada off the hook. Um, so it was the last day, I guess I would have been at work and it was the day after you started seeing the stories about the lineups at the no frills and, um, the panic buying of toilet paper. Shout out to the guy who tweeted, like, if you're mad about the person hoarding the toilet paper, where do you find out that, you know, 1% of the population controls 75% of the world's wealth? (laughs) Yep. Saw that one. That was good. You're going to be real mad then. Um, so I, I had figured that like, well, okay, people are getting a little antsy. I don't need toilet paper, but like, you know. I could maybe stand to stock up on some dry goods and, you know, things like that just in case it's like, don't leave your house for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I went to this no frills that was on the news about, you know, people panic buying and the lineup around the block type of thing. And I was like, I get done work at six 30. I'm going to be there right at open. Like it's a Saturday. It will not be that bad. Was it that bad? <laughs> so I, uh, I got to the area around seven 30 and there was Tim Hortons nearby. I got, I got breakfast, did a little reading, you did my Japanese lessons. And then, you know, around quarter to quarter, to, open at eight, quarter to eight, 10 to eight. I start walking over. I start noticing car going into the parking lot, car going into the parking lot. And I'm like, Oh no, that's probably not good. <laughs> and this no frills kind of has a turn off from the street into the parking lot. Cause the building has like, you know, a dentist's office and a pizza joint and a bunch of like kind of strip molly type stuff in it as well. And I can see the roll carts going along and it was, it wasn't terrible. They were probably maybe about 20 people in line as opposed to the like, you know, hundreds around the block that were on the news. Right. But I get there and I kind of, I kind of get my spot in line. I'm just like, fuck y'all still, y'all really out here like this. And some guy standing next to me, white guy in his 50, late fifties, like Patagonia fleece vest, like someone you would think wouldn't know better. Um, right. In, in quick succession, these were, these were the hits. Um, this is so stupid. It's just propaganda from the media and the government. Oh, fun. Oh, okay. Sure. That was immediate. And there was a guy next to him who was kind of like, you know, not agreeing, but just acknowledging that he had said something, you know, like, Right. On some kind of like, eh, eh, eh. and then the next one was, um, oh shit, what was the next one? Oh, the, you know, we get the flu every year. I don't know why this one's such a big deal. Eh, eh. Maybe if we start boycotting everything, the Chinese won't do this all the time. What? And I just turned to him and <laughs> went, you have taken a turn. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just silence <laughs> for like the remaining of the wait, but just like. Wow. Don't be, I, like I said on Instagram, it was like, my fellow whites, wash your hands, maintain social distancing. Don't be fucking racist. 
That would be good. If you, can't, if you can't be racist, just shut the fuck up. The virus gets through your mouth. So, <laughs> like, just shut the fuck up. We say, we've been saying it to you for like three years. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we have been. We mean it, you know, mostly nicely, but there's a part of it that's also just like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's the thing and, you said in public to strangers. And you just thought, like, our lack of melanin bonded us in your racism. Like, no, this is not a... We are not doing this today at 7.45 a.m., my dude. Like, You know what he could do instead of uh, being racist in the morning? Hmm. Uh, anything else? Literally anything else. There's also, so many things you could be doing. Puzzles. Puzzles are great. <laughs> puzzles. Not racist. Yeah. Some of them might be. I don't know. There might be some questionable puzzles out there. I, I suppose. But really, in most uh, retailers, you'll get non-racist puzzles. So that's that's the state of the world out there, friends. We hope you're maintaining in uh, whatever fashion is uh, keeping you sane. We will get into what's been keeping us sane in a moment, but we'd be remiss if we did not touch on something I saw yesterday. Of course, Caitlin already knew about it. Apparently, there's still news happening that's worth mentioning. Amazing. So uh, this has already been filmed, I think. That's why this was filmed before all this happened, which I think is why it was even like could be said because the filming's already been done. Kayla McKinnon. Yeah. What was your reaction when you realized that Rosario Dawson had been cast in the Mandalorian season two to play Ahsoka Tano? Um, so senior correspondent brought this to my attention and he wouldn't tell me what it is. He was just very excited. <laughs> and I, I think Rosario Dawson is fine. My excitement did not come from her being cast as much as Ahsoka Tano finally getting a live action role in oh. something that is Star Wars. Yes, it's the whole thing. It's not it's not just the Rosario Dawson piece. It's the fact that Rosario Dawson is a decent actress who we kinda like in a lot of other things, primarily yeah. it's the Marvel Netflix stuff, now playing, you know, more so that your most beloved character from the Star Wars universe. Um, yeah, and I yeah, it's it's partly because um, so many uh, man boys hate her. Um, <laughs> it, it, I have to it's, say, it, it is part it's of gonna, it. It's going to get part, you in the door with Caitlin McKinnon either yeah, way. Uh, part of it is because when I was watching The Clone Wars, I just I was really drawn to her. And she had a really fantastic arc in um, The Clone Wars animated series and then on to Rebels. She just, it was a really good arc. She's a really solid character. They wrote her really well. Um, and, and like you said, Rosario Dawson, great actress. I, I did some digging and I found out that actually Rosario Dawson has been asking for a long time to play her. And that always makes me feel good about someone taking on a character that's sort of beloved um, by many people is that they love that character as well. Um, and they want to do good things with that character. Um, so, yeah, it was actually really, really exciting. It's exciting to see her in something else. Um, there are these Star Wars shorts um, we stumbled stumbled into. They're, like, really short. They're, like, maybe a couple minutes. Um, and uh, she's in a bunch of them, so it's just nice to see her again, as always. So, yeah, this is just very exciting. I don't know how they're going to fold her into the story, but even if she's in one episode... I think that would be fantastic. So, yeah. Good news for your girl, Katie Mack. Yeah. On 
to the most important thing that the people probably want to know about, Kayla McKinnon. Yes. How have you been whiling away your quarantine days? Oh, man. So many, so many fun activities. Um, can we just say that Murder, She Wrote is insane? <laughs> like, I... You, I you, can, you can say it. I'm not going to believe you, but you can say it. I, I forget some of the episodes, and then, I like, just having Angela Lansbury, like, I know this, but having Angela Lansbury play both Jessica Fletcher and her cousin... I'm sorry, what? Who is... I'm sorry, yes. what? She also plays her cousin, a redhead version of Angela Lansbury. Oh, my God. Um, and and then there's one where she goes to a woman's prison. Like, there's just... <laughs> they're just fantastic. Caged heat, they, Cabot Cove. Yeah, like, they just... I just... I can't even explain it. They're just wild, and there's this cheesiness to them that you don't really get with television anymore. And I think it's too bad, because... It makes things so fun, and you can tell that she's having a good time. Obviously, the writers are having a good time. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. And, yeah, it's just a good time all around. So 80s television, man, and, and 90, early 90s television, so good. Um, so that's been part of it. Um, I've also, like I said, been doing puzzles, uh, playing games. We... We're going to be playing the pun game tonight. Very excited about that. We also, we have a game called Takedo we really like to play. Um, Sushi Go is always a classic. Um, more through Dragon Auntie. Um, excited about that. It's basically poker, but for D&D. Yes. Um, so all of that is great. Um, I have been, sometimes, I, I haven't been playing it, but I've sort of been interested uh, watching Senior Correspondent Chris play a game called Space Engineers. I don't know if I ever brought it up. No, you haven't. Um, but basically, it's a it's a game where you build spaceships, but they use real mechanics, real, um, you know, forces of, you know, gravity and all of that to, you can build spaceships. And they just they keep on expanding what you can do in Space en- Engineers. So now they've um, invested invested a lot into making an actual like quest um and again there's all this you could like they have all these sort of planetary um forces um it's just it's a really really cool game it so as someone who's like terrified of space it also anytime he like jump i know he has a jetpack, but anytime he jumps into space <laughs> i'm like oh god we're all gonna die um there's also a medieval engineers, which I like. You, you know, you can build castles and all kinds of stuff, um, which is a lot of fun. Even just to, as, as someone who's watching it, it's a lot of fun. I can also just be like, build me a library. Um, so it's like the adult version of Minecraft. Not that there's right. anything wrong with playing Minecraft as an adult. It's just these have, I think, a little bit more, more physics to them. Um, and then there has been the television. There's oh, so the television. television. <laughs> oh, the television. So I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the show, but I watch a show or have been watching a show called Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Um, I don't know that it's ever come up on the show. Yeah, I, I think I've men- just mentioned, like, I watch a lot of kid shows, but only if the writing is good. So um, that 
this so 2019 was their last season. I hadn't watched it. Their fourth season, and um, that's up on Disney. Um, so I watched that, um, and it the writing as ever was fantastic and weird, and I loved it. Um, and that show is now like actually completed. Um, I don't think there are any plans for anything in the future, which is too bad because it is a, a really fantastic show. Um, I senior correspondent and I started watching Gravity Falls. Okay. Which neither like we. Of course, I've known about it for a million years, but just not sort of had the time watching other things. Um, it's fantastic. Mabel is absolutely the one of the best characters ever. Um, so I can see why people really, really like the show. Um, also, you know, Picard, always good. Um, I'm trying to think of... I've watched, been watching a lot of, like, old movies. Um, it's sort of like I don't want to run out of TV, so I've tried to pace myself pretty well. And thank God I work, because if I didn't work, oh, that's... oh man, there would be no TV left. There wouldn't even be Korean drama. Get to that, get to that like, perspective would... in a moment. Yeah, I just, I would absolutely run through everything. So there's kind of this weird thing where I'm like, maybe I can catch up for the podcast. Maybe I could, like, all the things that I said I was going to wa- finish watching. Watch pasta. pasta. Um, but, like, also there's the idea of I want to be doing other things as well. But yeah. you can't do that with Korean dramas. Subtitles are very important. You need to know what's going on. Um, whereas other, like, old movies I can kind of have playing in the background. I can fold clothes, that kind of thing. So, but once I start to run out of things to do, then I think we're going to get real, like, just all kinds of shows. You won't even see it coming. I'll be watching weird stuff. You'll be surprised. <laughs> I'll be desperate. Oh, God. Oh, God. I look forward to it. Yeah. So what about yourself? So I don't have to work right now. No. And I wake up every day. And I do my Japanese lessons and I have some breakfast. And then the day just unfolds before me. I'm like, what are we going to do today in the Polly Pocket? <laughs> Um, you could be thinking about maybe trying to write again, maybe being a writer. That was a thing you used to do. Um, yeah. we'll get to that. I got plenty of time. I'm gonna be here forever. Uh, <laughs> so I got my tappy taps, obviously get through my tappy tap regimen. Of course. Got the three. You gotta, keep, you gotta keep your dexterity up. <laughs> keep them fingers nimble. So I got my regimen of three tappy tap games. I got Love Life School Idol Festival, uh, Bang Dream Girls Band Party and Love Life School Idol Festival All Stars. Get through those mm. every day. The uh, the the synergy between the two Love Lab games was really was really popping off last week. They were just giving away a bunch of celebratory free stuff and free free gambling, free waifu gambling. Got a bunch of Uber okay. Uber rares off of that. We always love that. Bang Dream, less exciting, announced a uh, Baby Shark collaboration with Pink Fong. So apparently, I can play the Baby oh, Shark yeah. song in Bang Dream. Not excited. Who asked no, for Who asked for this? Who asked for that? Nobody. Um, as well, we'll save, I will do GTA now. Um, so I had mentioned last time, I think that I had, I had now a plan for GTA. Yeah. I'm sick of driving around the map. I want the flying bike. Took about, took about two days to get the flying bike. (laughs) I posted on, posted on Twitter the day I got the flying bike. Um, and now to mod the flying bike. 
give it a better engine, give it better weapons. Cause right now you've got like a machine gun on it, which is very finicky. It's hard to aim type of thing. If you're going to put like heat seeking missiles on it type of stuff, if you want to be able to go faster, you can't just, you need a specialized garage that's only available in the back of this like a team truck, <laughs> My God. which costs another $1.4 million in in-game money. So it's I like got nothing to you now. I'm so, sure. So I got that last night. Yep. And now I'm right at the point. There are two things you can put in this A-Team truck, which I, I didn't realize I was sleeping on the A-Team truck, Kate, because the thing with the A-Team truck is basically the whole vibe, if you're trying to make money in Grand Theft Auto, is you own these businesses, and the businesses are always, you either buy or steal supplies mm-hmm. and bring them back. And then when you have the supplies turn into stock, and when you have enough stock, you sell it to a buyer, and then that's right. how you make money. To make the most money, you are literally driving from one end of the map over and over again. All the time. So, it's tedious, but I don't mind tedious. I apparently thrive in tedium. Um, but it would mean to even start a resupply mission, I'd have, if I was at my nightclub in the city proper, I'd have to drive way the fuck out into the county to where my right. cocaine lockup was or whatever. Or <laughs> my meth lab or my weed farm. I'm, I'm very deep in, in the drug game. Um, <laughs> drugs and gun, Drugs and guns. That's where the real money is. Um, the whole, everybody knows that the whole car stealing business. That's just too much work. Um, too much from narcos, too much work. Oh, we will get to what we know from narcos in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the thing with the, with the A team van is you can launch these resupply missions from anywhere from the truck. Right. So you can pick whichever one you want. Oh, you you've been sitting on this A-team truck. What right? are you doing? I've been fucking up, Kate. Like, I could just be you anywhere. hugging up. I could be anywhere. So now, now, oh, Kate, it's fucking on now. Because if I got the A-team truck, I go in the A-team truck, the fucking flying bike sits in the back of the A-team truck. Oh. So I basically, like, uh, I, get a re- I get a re-up for the Coke lab. Launch that from the truck, hop on the bike, zoom. I get the shit in, like, you know, 15 seconds because I'm already in the city. Boom. If I don't have to, like use some shitty UPS van to drive it back or something. If I can just like grab it, snatch and grab and use the flying bike. Boom. I get it to the meth lab in like five minutes. Money, just money, just flowing in, flowing in Kate. Amazing. So yeah, you can get it. How, how are, how are those races going? I haven't done a race in a real long time. Oh, that was the other exciting thing. So <laughs> they have the casino in the game Yeah. and there's a, um, like a, like a wheel of fortune, like a roulette wheel type of thing that you can spend once a day for like a bonus. And, every, like, the worst thing you can get is, like, a free T-shirt for your character. <laughs> and the best thing you can get is a vehicle. Every week they'll put a new vehicle up for grabs on this. And it's, like, there's, like, two spots on the wheel that can get you the vehicle. And I want a fucking Tron bike off of the wheel. Huh. I painted it red. It's it looks like Canada's bike from Akira. <laughs> it's all lit up and shit. Um, yeah, I haven't done races in a long time. Because the thing is I have to throttle my internet to uh, get solo sessions. Solo sessions. Right. So dipshits don't uh, blow me up all the time. Right. So I can make that money. And, and there's going to be a lot more people blowing up a lot more people. Oh, that's, I want to get to it. The whole ultimate, it's like, what's your ultimate goal here, Jordan? My ultimate goal is to get, everybody knows, like, <laughs> the other thing is the flying bike went on sale in-game for like 30% off of in-game money. And the whale of people who were like, this thing ruined the game. Why are you making it cheaper? <laughs> right. Because... If you just hear that, if you just see that thing zipping across the map, you're like, I'm about to die. Like, I'm literally about to die because some dipshit's going to fly by and, you know, shoot me with missiles. I'm never going to be that person, but I at least want to be able to retaliate against that person more effectively. I would like to get to a place where, like, there's some bit of fun to be had playing normally 
in like a regular session. Can can you maybe become sort of like the knight defending other people where you zip around and explode people who are also on bikes? Just just go for the dipshits? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I feel like that that's a good use of time. <laughs> um <It's> very cathartic. <laughs> so so this is this is usually my evening. Make dinner, you know, if I watch something and then, you know, from the from nine to sometimes midnight is bad, but what else am I gonna do? Um uh, get about Two, three hours in of in a GTA. So what do you do in the middle? Uh, in the middle? What have we had in the middle? Well, the other day was digging deep on your uh, your library offerings, your canopies, your hooplas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I teased on Twitter. The people are probably antsy. I teased on Twitter that I was going to get back to Borgen. I have not gotten back to Borgen yet. I will get back oh, to Borgen. Oh, for God's sake. I will get back to Borgen. Um. But I found something on Canopy. Canopy apparently has a credit-free tab. Where so any of these sites, you get like you know eight credits or whatever. It means you can watch like yeah. eight things in a month. They have a tab of free shit that doesn't use up any of your credits. And one of the things they had was a uh, documentary on hip hop fashion called Fresh Dressed, oh. which was very dope. I don't I haven't seen that element of the culture discussed much. An angle of the diamond I haven't seen illuminated very often. So um, That's very cool. It was by Sasha Jenkins. It was a movie by Sasha Jenkins, uh, f- uh, one of the notorious quartet behind Ego Trip magazine in the '90s. Uh, you talked about '80s television is wild. Boy, is it! Did some deep diving on Amazon Prime, which I haven't done in a while. Yeah. Oh, they got some. They got some prime '80s anime on there, Kate. Oh, do they? They do. Oh wow! I found a few, and uh, the first one I went to was Ter. We love terrible names. I just knew it. I watched it for the aesthetic. I only got like three episodes in. It was clearly like a show for little girls, but it's it's creamy mommy, creamy mommy, creamy mommy. It is okay. one of the first magical girl shows from the eighties. Really, it is about a nine year old girl who uh, sees a spaceship go by. Apparently, no one else in her town does, but she sees a spaceship go by, and I don't. She helps somebody on it, and they give her like some. One, which gives her magical powers and turns her into a eh, slightly older version of herself, like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she becomes a music star, <laughs> apparently. Okay. Um, I don't think there are, like, any villains or anything. It's not like Sailor Moon. Like, there's no, like, big bad at the end of it, but it's just... Um... So it's kind of like Gem. It is. is. It is. It's more, it's more Gem. But there, I have not seen anything resembling, like, a villain yet, aside from, you know, like, maybe some evil producer who wants to, like, you know, exploit creamy mommy for profit right. for some reason that's what she says her name is why i don't know <laughs> but um okay. and the it's other lady. the other one which i started watching because the soundtrack to this has been in my discogs cart for like two weeks mm-hmm. before i even watched a frame of it i just knew this was one of the shows where like one of the icons of city pop is this woman Henri, who had like a run of like four albums that are like essential if you're into city pop and on one of these albums is the theme to the anime cat's eye which is an 80s anime oh. about three sisters who own a cafe called Cat's Eye and are also a crew of thieves called Cat's Eye who steal art. <sighs> that sounds amazing. So you may you may get this at some point. Um, it is 80s. It's as 80s as it gets. Um, okay. In all the good and bad ways. Um, nothing super like... There's been fan service, but nothing... You've seen worse fan service than is in here. Um, and yeah, one of them is like engaged to a cop and she like, you know, Loki gets Intel from him at the same time. Like she loves him, but she is also using him for Intel. Um, wow. 
And there's a reason why they're going after this art. It has to do with their dad or something. I don't know. There is an overarching plot. I think it's like 36 episodes, which is a hard hang. But they are all on Amazon Prime. Uh, so that's what I got over there. Did some reading. Ooh, I got to get into that. Love I got to make some space for that. Love some reading. Um, would recommend, very topical at this time. I think I mentioned it on the show when I first got into it. Um, I haven't been at work, so I haven't been able to bring it back. The uh, book How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell. Yep. Which is, if there's a more topical book for our time, the time we're living in, I don't know what it would be. So maybe go track that down. Um, I don't even know if I can return my copy of Sharp Teeth to the library, but I should probably finish that. You can't. I'm pretty sure that they suspended all returns. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can't. Um, so I'll probably finish that at one point. And the one way I decided to spend an afternoon, which I can't recommend to anyone, but, you know, the state of the world is already bumming you out. Definitely do not read Junji Ito's adaptation of the novel No Longer Human by Osama Desai. Okay. That's a tough hang. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, not his usual, like, gross, spooky type stuff. It's just it's based on a, it's an adaptation of a famous Japanese novel, which was really kind of, like, notable at the time because it was written by this guy who ended up drowning himself um, about a character who may have, there may have been some meta in there as well, but the character is basically, like, you know, it was one of the first novels that kind of, like, front faced the idea of like being depressed and feeling less than human. And like, you know, this guy just basically goes around and women fall in love with him and he treats them terribly, um, for his own self-interest, like, cause self-interest is not like the Japanese way. Right. Right. Japan is about the collective and doing what's good for the collective and don't make waves. And this guy is just like straight up. I mean, we've seen this character a lot in other stuff since, um, he's basically like, you know, proto Hikikomori in a lot of ways, you know, the guys who we're all Hikikomori's now, the guys who just lock themselves in their room all the time because they can't face society. Um, but for the time of this writing, when he was writing, it was very unusual. Um, but it's depressing. It's a gorgeous book. We all know where Junji Ito's strengths lie. Um, yeah. Art is not uh, an area he's lacking in. But it's like, you know, 500 pages long and it's a 500-page manga. And it's a it's a hard hang for right now. So maybe you don't want that. Um and maybe you don't, I don't know. Maybe you do, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But we need to talk about the current uh, Netflix anime du jour, the, the marquee one that the people appear to be waiting on. We know Netflix doesn't do simulcast per se. They wait till the shit's out and then they put it on, on mass. Yeah. So I checked out Beastars. I'm sorry, Beastars? Beastars. Like Beast, okay, yeah. a, a portmanteau of Beast and Stars. Okay. So I don't remember who the author is. We have seen the manga. We've gotten the manga and it worked before. Um, the author is so private. She wears a chicken mask to public events, which I love. Like a ridiculous chicken mask. I will send you. I will send you a photo of it later. It's like please on, do. I need all the entertainment I can get. <laughs> it's like on par with. The, yeah, we're really gonna have to work out how I'm going to get to you. Like all the stuff. Like is there just gonna be like, hey, set aside this hour. I'm just gonna send you everything that I watched this week on YouTube <laughs> and all the music I heard because we don't have our pre. Uh, or pre-show yeah, hangout. For those, for those of you who don't know, we don't just, like, come and do the show and then I leave. We, I, like, come, we spend a bunch of time talking about all the stuff he's seen, cool stuff, and then I show him some weird videos usually, and then we do the show. And then we do the show. Uh, so we're really yeah. missing that front half this week. So, yes, uh, she's super private. She wears a chicken mask everywhere. And her show is the show for furries. It's a furry show. Oh. It is... Um about a high school 
where there are predators and prey. Oh. And um, it's there on one hand, there's a murder mystery because a that inflames the tensions between the two. It centers around the drama club, where there's a uh, God. I'm trying to remember it now because I was really watching it just like mouth agape the whole time. Um, so it's we have this. Our main character is this gray wolf. I don't remember his name, right? But he has this moment where he does not act like a predator. He's very he's he's very beta as the chuds would say. Um, he does not act like a predator, really. He's very low-key, but he has this moment where some some bunny, she's, she's some type of hare, um, inflames his, his, I don't know what you want to call it, his, his instincts. Inflames his instincts. Okay. And he, like, kind of pounces on her and, like, ends up cutting her arm type of thing, and then he, like, snaps out of it, and she, like, runs away. And he's very taken aback by this. He doesn't know why this happened. At the same time, some, like, alpaca student is, like, murdered and eaten, and it inflames the tensions between the two. Um, the head of the uh, drama department is an elk or a deer or something, but he's, like, he always wants to play very, like, manly roles, but he can't because he's, you know, low-key prey. He's a herbivore, right? So right. His, his knees are going. <laughs> he's trying to do all these, like, action scenes, but his knees are going. And also the hare, who he, like, attacked, the who the wolf attacked the one night, is yeah. forgive the phrasing we don't shame on this show but she's the school hoe <laughs> and there's definitely a scene where she thinks he's coming to get some some in the <laughs> they go to get flowers for the uh for the production and she doesn't right. remember him and he she thinks like he's just there to like hook up and there's definitely that scene where she's like undoing his pants and pulling his shirt up and i'm like this is appealing to somebody <laughs> well it also sounds a lot like the main like themes of Zootopia. It's yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's like Zootopia after dark. Yeah. Cuz there's like flagrant murder and they be trying to fuck. Um It's it's Zootopia blue. I guess Zootopia was kind of blue on its own. I remember that hippo yoga instructor or whatever just <laughs> being naked with no genitals and, <laughs> and the Bateman character being like, "Oh god." Um <laughs> I feel like the hippos in this show would have genitals. Um, yeah, but it's, it's way more kind of like, and trying to entice a gaze, if that's a way your gaze operates, it's, it's right. very, it's very bizarre. But if, yeah, if you are, if you're into furry shit, Hey, that's the show for you. I don't know if it's the show for me, but I gave it the rule of three. We're going to have a lot of but time on our hands going forward. So who knows? But thank you for like figuring it out. So we can get like the full report. I try to keep up with the animes still. Yeah, um, yeah. Only other two things of note that I guess I have on here. Absolutely. You know, it was time. It was time to get to it, Kate. I've been dragging my feet. No better time than right now. For yeah. Narcos! <laughs> Narcos Mexico Season 2. And? How is it? It's, and that show is just... It's, it's just a penis. That show is just a penis. Like... I think they're trying to do something with women this season. We're like right. the Teresa Ruiz character. That's a name known only to people who watch Narcos because they saw her for like five seconds the first time she showed on screen and immediately added her on Instagram. Um, right. She's trying to like work outside the system that the Diego Luna character has set up and she's trying to find a way to move Coke herself outside of his like little conglomerate that he set up as well. You know, El Chapo was making his 
you know, moves off to the side type of thing. Um, it's just, it's just dudes flexing and on other dudes and doing dude stuff and doing drugs and drinking. And I mean, I'm sure it has its appeal. (laughs) It obviously has appeal to me. I keep watching it, but not anything I would like heartily recommend anyone. It's not, it's not peak TV. Um, but it, it serves a role. Um, I guess the only other thing, this is my random thing that I decided to get to yesterday. And Caitlin, I will say, so while I don't know if I will ever amend my position, in fact, I know I won't amend my position, but in the absence of the good place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is faring a lot better than I was, than I was giving it credit for when going, not head to head, but, you know, tangentially with the good place. I never said it could go head to head because the good place is a show that is a better show. It's just not funnier than Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, false, but be that as it may. Um, still suffers from showing its seventh season type thing. I'll fight you. <laughs> yeah. When? When? We can't leave the house. I, I did realize, I think I realized what was doing it this season. I just kind of burned through everything that was available of the current season. Right. Not noticing as much Charles this season. Right. Maybe he was my issue. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe last maybe. maybe last season urged leaned a little too Charles, <laughs> a little too much Charles for my taste. Because Charles huh. Charles can be a tough hang. That sounds like someone who watches Narcos. Too much Charles. <laughs> okay, not a good mix. I could see that. <laughs> the Narcos Bros are not hanging with Charles. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. It's still. I was. It was. It was filling the role that it had filled for me so many nights when I was like, you know, making dinner and you just like hit a random episode on Netflix and let three or four roll through just to, just to keep you company. It was doing that job. It could be on in the background while I was doing other things. I could play a tappy tap. I was, I think I had it on while I was playing GTA at one point. Like it was just kind of like I had the volume down on GTA and was just driving from place to place and low key paying attention and snickering at Holt. And yeah, it's been fine. I mean, it's a show in its seven seasons. So it's like, Oh, Jake and Amy are having a baby. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> of course you do, babies. Uh, yeah, babies are great. And I thank God, I think that's everything on the list. There's one more thing I had to get to that just occurred to me that I yeah. guess I guess should have come before we did updates. But, I mean, the rules don't apply in the world we live in anymore. Nope, rules at the window. Um, There was one other n- item of news, and... It calls back to my most infamous take, Kate. The one they will never let me forget. Y'all really went out and lined up in this economy at this moment in time to buy Animal Crossing. And do you want to know why? Why, Kate? Because they're all babies. Because they're fucking babies. You're all babies and you needed your binky so you can wander around an island and I don't know, like customize your bedroom or some shit you can get on me for tappy tap games but you're out here playing animal crossing and i know you're gonna come for me i know you're gonna come for me. you never played it you don't get it you know the one time i tried to play animal crossing the one time i watched somebody play animal crossing you know what i saw kate you know what i saw what? loading what? screens loading screens it was great anytime you go anywhere load walk in the house load walk outside load walk to the left load talk to the raccoon load talk to isabel load babies don't have nothing else to do so they can just sit and wait through all that stuff yeah, they don't have a sense of time or, you know, object permanence. I'm a man. <laughs> I watch Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Narcos and I don't like Charles. 
I have things to do. I don't have time to wait for the for the raccoon twins to tell me where my house is. I have to ride my flying motorcycle. I have to collect narcotics and sell them in the mean streets of Los Santos. I don't have time. I have time for that. Listen, I'm glad you're having fun, but stay the fuck home. Like, there's like, how hard is that? You couldn't yeah. pre-order? Do they not have digital? Like, you can you not download games? Like, why'd you have to go out and buy a physical copy? Why'd you have to line up to buy a physical copy? I'll get you people. I don't understand. You're going to come for me. That's fine. I'll just mute you. Whatever. Because <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a narcos-watching, cocaine-selling man. Yeah. Socially distancing man. That's me. Well, Kate. Well, Jordan. I think that was an episode of The Geekdom. I think so. I think, I mean, I know it was, it's kind of wacky and wild. Maybe there'll actually be more news next week. I'll probably whip through a bunch of weird things and get to talk about that. But other than that, we just, we're here to hang with you guys. I I mean, yeah, this episode was only as long as it's been because we were like getting caught up from the past two weeks. Yeah. The episodes going forward will probably be a lot shorter. I said on Twitter, like format's probably out the window right now. What's the point? Like, oh yeah, we're just here to. Give y'all a brief respite if you're out teaching, taking your nature walks or your, your socially distancing strolls. If we can give you a hang and something to smile about for an hour and change. Lord knows I needed a task to work on. So uh, thanks, Kate, for continuing to do this with me. You're welcome. <laughs> D- dusting off the gear and being like, oh, wow. Yeah, that thing I used to do before all this happened. I can still do it. It's very, it's very needed at times like this. Anything you can cling to from like your life before, because that's really where we're at right now. There's... <laughs> idea of like before the virus and after the virus well i mean for real like the world before kate a month ago i thought i was going to japan like do you do you want to know what the real the real signal of the end times was Hmm. please let, let the people know this is very local talk this is very so if you you probably know Canada has a love affair with something called Tim Hortons, mm-hmm. which is a coffee chain kind of reminiscent of Dunkin' Donuts. I would say their food and their coffee is better, but, you know, you, it depends on where you fall on the border, literally. <laughs> um, so I was in the grocery store, and Tim Hortons has their own breakfast cereal. A word? I know they had soups. They, I've not seen breakfast cereal. What's it they have like? Timbits breakfast cereal. Oh my god! And did you buy? Do it? you want to? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> they had they had chocolate, which I kind of was leaning towards, but they also had my actual favorite type of Timbit, which is birthday. cake. I was going to say it has, fucking has to be. I was like literally on the edge of my seat. I was like, it has to be birthday cake. It has to be birthday cake. Has it? Because it is the best. It is the most superior Timbit. I will fight anyone. And I like chocolate, but yeah, birthday but, cake's the best. Yeah, come on. So, yeah. So, I I bought it, and it's terrible. It's not very good at all. <laughs> it's basically, like, slightly upgrade corn pops. Like, I'm still low-key, like, trying to be, like, not a garbage human being. So, like, you know, I still... My cereal is, like, fucking mucilex. Like, I'm not, like... <laughs> You're old. <laughs> like, so we're all finding ways to, like, entertain ourselves. Yeah. Right now, and there's a bunch of, like, little, you know, participatory memes going around on, like, Instagram and stuff like that. And one of them, I think, is, like, you know, reply to this story, and I'll post a photo of you I like, and, you know, 
whatever. And uh, only because I'd happened to be talking already to uh, a girl I went to college with. Uh, she had replied to something I had posted and we were just shooting the shit, getting caught up. How are things down there in the homestead? She still, in, she still lives in Windsor, Essex. And I was like, fine, I'll like participate in this thing. And like the opening sentence that she like summed it up as is like, you'll love, you will love this. I want to tell you, you're going to love this so much. It's like, you know, that old person you meet in your life when you're young and free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- this is my old guy. I was like, bitch, I met you when I was 26. Like, what are you talking about? That's amazing. She's like, yeah, and I was 19. You old. Like, we went to journalism school together. And I was what I guess would be considered a mature student at 26. Because I didn't go straight that, out of high school. That is lovely. I want someday to be someone's old person. You want to be someone's old person? It's I not, want to be someone's old person. It's overrated. I've been it a couple times. Shouts to the dream. kid. Uh, well, I'm old. My feeble, th- my feeble throat cannot handle chatting anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging with us. We appreciate it. As always, if you want to get at us for any reason, we are on the Twitters. It's how we're entertaining ourselves and hopefully entertaining you. At Geek Down Pod, get at us via email or Facebook, however you may like. We will be back with you next week for something. I don't know what it will be, but we hope you like it. Thanks for spending another week with us, friends. It truly means the world to us. Stay safe. Stay healthy. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you will join us again next week for another fantabulous episode of the Geek Down Podcast. Nope, I really peaked that. I can't monitor my levels, Kate. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Um... Oh.